welcome to Free Your Mind Entertainment. I'm your host, Karima. Today's episode takes a step back in time to reflect on the thoughts of the future, a time when all hope would be lost and people disappear without a trace. century that human affairs were being watched keenly and closely by intelligences greater than man's. Yet, across the gulf of space on the planet Mars, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our Earth with envious eyes, slowly and surely drawing their plans against us. Sit back, relax, and let's go deep. You're tuned in to the Free Your Mind podcast. A level wave of motivating entertainment and deep thought is coming your way. It's time to free your mind. I find myself thinking about my childhood a lot and the faith that was kind of forced upon me growing up. In a lot of ways, I really learned how to identify with that and to create an identity that aligned with this faith or aligned with this um, spiritual way of life. And for a long time, that's exactly how I saw myself. trying to locate the second meteor that landed in this vicinity just about midnight. Well, do you think they come from Mars? What do you think, Dr. Forrester? Well, it's possible, at least it seems certain, they're from some planet other than our own. Just a hit way up there and then skidded along the gully. After it stopped, all that loose earth and stuff shook down over it. Excuse me. I guess most of it's buried. That's 12 feet thick east, maybe more. Meteors always run heavy. They won't be able to haul this one away to no museum. Should have known better. What we did. What does it matter what we think we know? In the end, there's no denying the truth. Growing up in an evangelical household, I had to, of course, be more than familiar with the concepts of hell and salvation from sin. But it was the idea of being raptured that was much more horroring for me. And it was one that kept me up at night, kept me thinking, and it kept me in constant worry and fear. Now, I always wanted to be accepted, of course, by God. I always wanted to be deemed worthy enough to be saved, to be redeemed. Not because I was a bad kid, but because I was actually one of the good kids. War will continue until the end. Desolations have been decreed. You will confirm a covenant with men for seven years. Destruction. Massacre. Here's an instance. Donald 
Gomez really out of south of Bordeaux, wiped out by ray of undetermined nature. Local reports say nothing remains. Yeah, I was one of the quote-unquote good kids who were often held to a higher standard by parents and teachers. They often expected more out of them and, and, and better behavior. They often expected us to know scriptures and be able to help to influence the other not so good kids or the more impressionable kids or the one kids who would easily get distracted or fall off. I was one of those kids who would be shown as a good shining example of what a good Christian kid, you know, good, quiet, wholesome mom or kid should be or what they were supposed to be. Healthy parents who encouraged, no, expected academic achievement. In a household in which serving God was a right, a responsibility. Putting others before yourself, especially under the guise of almost servanthood, was the example I had to follow. And it was the examples that were in my household examples in my church home and in my communities. Those people who felt like serving God was put above every and everything else. I felt that that experience alone would qualify my ticket to the rapture. But something made me realize it wasn't really that simple. tonight and it made me realize that getting into heaven or getting raptured up would be a lot harder than it than it looked fear was one of those things that always worked to hold to hold me back from the things in my life that I knew I wanted to achieve and sometimes it still finds its way into my life trying to throw obstacles in my path my faith journey was filled with fear and trembling. Fear in my heart about the, solid, the solidity of my faith and whether it was enough to really explain who I am and who I wanted to be. Fear in my mind about whether I would even measure up. I didn't have the luxury of being a hopeless case and transforming into a good Christian. Uh, through academic achievement and success, I came out of the womb trying to be good. And that alone could keep me from being, from being raptured. That alone could keep me from being raptured. Thank you. 
one stuff, dematerialization, like Star Trek. Like there is no wackier than some of the stuff floating around out there. All different missions, terrorist kidnapping, not prophecies. Come on. Guys, the way that's what they're doing for the Bible. You know the story of the two men standing in the field? worried that maybe I was faking it I mean did I even really believe all of the things that I was afraid not to believe did I really believe that Jesus would forgive me of my sins and give me a ticket into heaven and give me jewels with, with you know a, with a crown of jewels for my head I mean did I really believe in all of these things that I really trust and hope in all of them outside of what I was being kind of forced fed to believe and I think that's where I really had to kind of get to understanding of myself a little bit more. Now, for me, the idea of being left behind was actually really fascinating, metaphorically and theoretically. I love the Left Behind series. I even read all the teen books that came out that came out. But in reality, it seemed like I was the only one that was being left behind. Like, I was the only one who was in a delay of sorts. Like, my good girl status or my good Christian kid status was kind of still on hold. That I had to jump through more hoops and um, conquer more tests in order to prove my badge of honor and get my ticket into heaven. And so, in a lot of ways, that really made me feel held back and left behind. Get hell on earth and then you get hell after. The ones that were believed. 
viewers are being spared from what's coming next. ways I was really only taught biblical concepts and I was browbeat into displaying that in my day-to-day -day. always I had to be the good Christian kid I had to live out the scripture um, and I had to do it in a way in which I was deemed saved even if my parent wasn't around, even if my teacher or my pastor wasn't around. It was, even if you're around, you know, all the quote unquote bad kids or the center kids, you, you know, shouldn't be, you know, listening to secular music or um, cursing or using other foul, foul language or anything that might deem you as different or, um, you know, not saved. And so that was pretty much where I had to fit into. I was way too afraid to even watch rated R movies or, like I said, listen to secular music. Hell, even Radio Disney. And so, spiritually, in a lot of ways, I did feel ahead of everyone else. You know, I, I, I felt like spiritually I was in a place of, of constant growth. But I also really still didn't fit in. I couldn't leave town for college. I couldn't move out after college. I couldn't even attend a different church that I wanted to outside of the one I grew up in. And so in a lot of ways, as I watched all of the other young people from other churches who were much happier and more involved in fun activities, I had to sit at my old church and watch the youth leave in droves. I remain faithful and that experience for me really illuminated my eyes to see what was truly important um, for me and my faith and also me and my, and my faith as a, as a young young person as a young teenager um, not being able to fully express even my Christianity at that time while trying so hard to measure up and to fit in it really just kind of I felt like I was, you know, moving 10 steps forward to be pushed 25 steps back. Um, and every time I felt like I was moving forward, making progress spiritually, I felt like I wasn't making enough progress on one end because I believed that based on what it is I knew I was doing, I should look up, look a certain way and measure up a certain way. But based on what I was actually doing, it actually you know, put me back uh, because I was expected to only fit into a certain mold a certain standard and a lot of the friends and neighbors that I grew up with maybe you know they were able to break out of those standards and those molds and maybe those parents didn't hold them to those same expectations or maybe like I said they were just able to find their way out but for a long time I wasn't and I felt really really stuck but super faithful and my faith starts to look like the ones who were left behind, not the ones who were taken up, quote unquote, right? So fast forward to 2016, and I started to realize that Christianity was more than just my faith. Like it had become my identity. And I began struggling with that identity because that wasn't the image that I originally had. 
Bible says that if you don't put your faith in God, you will be deceived. And this Christian identity, it wasn't the identity that I was originally sold on. You know, my life hadn't measured up. And I was faithful. But I wasn't without fear. I was highly educated. But I lacked self-confidence completely. I was very sheltered. And in a lot of ways, protected from the evils of the world. But I wasn't really being nurtured in spite of the evil, in spite of my own faithfulness. I was told God would bless me in due time. And for four years, God's timing was delayed as others were taken up, in a sense, or moving on with their lives, progressing in their faith, hell, finding love. I was still good old faithful, but I had no job. I didn't have a boyfriend. I had no real social life. I didn't have a real drive to truly live. So where did all of this faithfulness get me? So after a while, this thought process led me down a dark time, a dark path. I was increasingly unhappy, confused, and hella stressed. I had thoughts about taking my own life and or like what life would even look like if I hadn't existed, if I disappeared from existence. I was so angry at God because I knew he had left me behind. Because everybody else around me who, who hadn't been as faithful as me, who hadn't been as godly driven as me, were living happier, more fulfilled lives, or at least it seemed. They're at least living the lives that they had truly desired, they had chosen to live, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. And my choices weren't measuring up to the life I truly desired because I wasn't making choices for me, I was making them for other people around me to keep up with this standard that I myself didn't measure up to. And so after living through the harsh reality of a global I woke up to the real secret. None, none of us, none of us know what the hell we're doing. Nobody wants to admit it though. The bishops, the priests, the governments, hell, even me. I never wanted to admit that I don't know what I'm doing, that maybe the Bible that I'm reading, I don't know if I truly believe it or not, or the church that I'm going to, whether or not I truly feel led or that I'm growing properly. I don't want to admit that maybe in my own life, the faith that I was trying so hard to step into, that maybe I didn't measure up myself and that I don't know should have made me question my actions a lot sooner. The wrong side of history or the part of history that repeats itself. After all the millions die in that plague, after all those millions of people washed away in that earthquake, a new culture shifts and people begin to take on a new way of life. And the wrong side of history is the one in which we continually, we continually 
be blindly trusting. We continually relinquish our peace for the illusion of power and material gain. The side in which we be relying on our fight or flight symptoms in order to really thrive. Every century, millions of people die, or they vanish, or they get abducted, or whatever happens, and then history starts over. Where I want to fall or be found is not in the side of history in which we're constantly fighting and, and, and badgering each other to believe or go to hell. I'm so tired of merely surviving, afraid to not be left behind. That whole concept is now foreign to me because in theory, I understand. Humans have had to endure centuries of traumatic events. Floods, wars, hell, even alien abductions, wars, hell. And while that may sound ridiculous, it's the alien abductions and the conspiracy theories around what we're not being told. That sometimes, for me, helps to make sense of the things that once made sense without any evidence the bible scriptures and the the raptures and being taken up into the, into the heavens maybe can be a lot more explained by an alien presence or science and technology the science behind the rapture and the idea that maybe a human can be taken up or lifted up into the heavens gone in a flash all of it sounds super science fiction. But maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Just like the rapture can't truly be proven these abductions couldn't be proven, but have been theorized as fiction, a way to explain the unexplainable, that people just vanish. They're here one day and then they're gone the next. Enoch, he lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared. Because God, he was taken up into a cloud no longer see him. As they strained to see him rise out, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here, staring into the heavens? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday, he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. God 
to me seems to be some sort of being or some energetic life force of higher intelligence with the ability to create, to destroy, and can transcend time and space. Humans also seem to share this ability, or at least a fascination of being taken out of this world and placed in another, in another, in another. If heaven is a real, real separate place, and Noah and Enoch and all the other saints are there, where does that leave us? Left behind on earth to struggle through a life of sin and conflict? If I'm lucky enough to live a life so divinely or cosmically connected, and I'm worthy enough to be taken up into heavens, I'd hope to be able to bring some of heaven down to earth to give hope to those who are left behind. If Jesus does come back and that, if Jesus does come back on that cloud, wouldn't you want to be here to see it? Well, only those who remain will see the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to Free Your Mind Podcasts. I'm your host, Karima. Want to know what's coming up next? Follow my podcast on anchor.fm forward slash Free Your Mind or on the Spotify platform.